You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 104. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. It's Tori. And Kelsey. And here we are, two of Laura's clients, who you may have heard our voices before. And we are doing a podcast takeover for the two-year anniversary of Laura's podcast. We are so, so, so excited to be here. And the idea behind doing this was to get to know Laura a little bit more, put Laura in the hot seat. One of the biggest things that I've learned from being part of Laura's coaching groups for the last year and a half is that as a client, we get to sit in the hot seat and in the hot seat, we grow, we learn, we lose weight, we do all the things that we came for. And Laura so beautifully holds that space for us. And we had this idea to put Laura in that hot seat and get to know what? her a little bit better, ask her some questions. We took questions from our Slack group and we are going to just jump right into it. That's right. So to kick it off, we're going to go a little background on our lovely Laura Conley. And so first, like people want to know, what is your backstory of the early days of Laura growing up, like body image as a teenager, college, all of that? Okay. So you guys, I want to let you know that, first of all, this is so fun. I like can't even, I have to just say like, this is so exciting. We're all on video together and we're we're, like beaming ear to ear smiles. This is like the best idea. I'm so excited. So I need to ground myself to actually answer the questions. Backstory. Okay. So I would say like freshman year of high school, I started realizing that like I should be skinny. Like this is a thing that I should care about. And if I was skinny, I could like get the attention of boys. Of course, these thoughts were like, probably fairly subconscious. But in my memory, that's kind of like the first thing I'm like, oh, okay. Like I I remember like getting my braces off and just really starting to care about my outfit. I had this thing in high school. I was like, I'm never going to repeat an outfit. So I started really caring about my image and started caring about the way that I looked. And somewhere along the way, I don't really know where I got it. I got to be perfectly honest. I did not have an almond mom. If you guys have seen on social media, like the almond mom thing is like totally blowing up. My mom was like, given the fact that I grew up in the eighties and nineties was like pretty much picture perfect when it came to like a mom and instilling like healthy eating habits. She used to order like organic food and go to the co-op. Like we had like the healthiest. Now it wasn't actually that tasty. I have to have her on the podcast. She will tell you that she used to like make gourmet meals every single night and she did, but I did not care for them. I wanted like Kraft mac and cheese, right? But she was such a beautiful example of really a yummy mummy, actually. She really, she didn't have a lot of diet drama. She wasn't passing down like fucked up beliefs and, but I still got it from our culture. And that's why I'm like, we have to heal not only a million moms, but a hundred million moms because we have to have the ripple effect across our whole culture. Because even if we have basically a perfect mom when it comes to food and diet and body image, we're still going to get it somewhere. So again, I don't know exactly where I got it, but I, I noticed I started caring about it freshman year, sophomore year. And that's when I started 
counting calories. Again, somewhere I got calories in, calories out. So I started counting calories and every single day, I like liked it. It was like my sick compulsion. I would come home and like write down every single calorie I had eaten throughout the day and like give myself a gold star if it were like under a thousand or under 800 or like maybe I would get like four gold stars if it was like under, I don't know, 600 calories, which is so freaking crazy, right? And then on the weekends, the weekday versus weekends like already started happening. I mean, we used to go to like Pizza Hut and I would eat like a four... <laughs> pieces of like double, like what was it? Like stuffed crust pizza. It was so good. (laughs) So good. And so I, there was already that yo-yo happening. So it was like over restricting during the week and then under restricting on the weekends. And it was just this back and forth. And if I had like a little roll, like over my jeans, I would be like, Oh, I'm so fat. So it was just gross. And all my friends were like totally on board too. Yes, I definitely think I had some disordered eating happening. Like I would eat like my mom would get these like giant apples and I would eat like a giant apple every day for lunch and that would be like it. Luckily, I didn't go like full on into like an eating disorder. Like I was never anorexic. I was never bulimic, but I did have thoughts. I used to be like, God, I wish I could just throw up my food like my friends. Like, I mean, if I'm being like super forthcoming and super outright, which you guys know, I'm like a total open book. But I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is like so unfair. My friends can just like eat whatever they want and throw up. I wish I could do that, but I hate throwing up too much. It's just so fucked up. This is like the programming I got. So that was kind of like high school in a nutshell. I was super active. I was super slim the whole entire time. And I really, I think I married my thinness or the number on the scale to like my worthiness. Like if I was skinny, then I could like date whatever boy I wanted. I could have whatever like guy I wanted, especially like older guys. I also have a vivid memory of like going on my senior trip. Like, I don't know if you guys went on like senior trips, Mm -hmm. but we were going to like the Bahamas. And I was like, I got to get extra skinny for the Bahamas. And every day I'd come home after school, put my bikini on. And I would like make sure that my quote unquote love handles were like being eliminated. And so like these weeks coming up, we were doing like 500 calories, 600 calories. We were like severely over restricting so that there would be like no love handle showing in the bikini. And it's just so crazy because it's at that so time, wild. It's so that wild. That's what we do. And like we all did it to ourselves in some way, shape or form. Like it's torture. It's torture what we did to ourselves. The antidote to that is that it's okay to be vain and to want to feel a certain way and to be a certain way. We talk about that so much through all of our journeys once we get into this coaching space that you can have both of those beliefs simultaneously, but then it's just choosing the one that is going to serve you better, right? So it's okay to want to be thin or your version of skinny Mm -hmm. or however we define skinny for ourselves. But God, what we tortured ourselves with as teenagers, you know, to get to this healthier place, which I think brings us kind of to another question about like, you probably did all the crazy diets that we all did, right? But like, how did you find the coaching space? Like, how did you find your first weight loss coach? That's so good. Well, I think it's like important to say just quickly to to Kelsey's point, because then it'll catch us up to the coaching point, which is basically that I went to college and I gained exactly 15 pounds, like exactly to the T, like the freshman 15. And then up until I got pregnant, I gained and lost that 15 or 20 pounds, like probably 15 times by doing all the crazy shit, right? Like whatever it was, Atkins, keto, whatever. 
So gained and lost those pounds a bazillion times, just totally plagued by the emotional weight of it and the mental weight of it. And then as you guys know, I had my daughter five years ago. And you guys probably remember the story where I've told this, I think a little bit on the podcast, but the story goes as I had just thrown in the towel. I was like, I had accepted defeat. I was like, this is just going to be my thing in life. I'm just going to be gaining and losing this weight for the rest of my life. Whatever. It's not the worst problem in the world. Other people have bigger problems. Like, fine. I just accepted defeat, which is like really fucking sad, actually. But then I had my daughter and I was like, I remember I have like this vivid memory of like getting out of the shower and like leaning over. I was like six or eight weeks postpartum or something around there. And like I had, I was leaning over. So of course, first of all, I'm postpartum. Second of all, I had all these roles and my programming because I'm like literally breathing the air that is our culture. My programming started, my inner voice, it wasn't my inner voice, right? It was my lower brain, really, being like, oh, so disgusting. We got to get this off. Like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? This is so gross. And I remember in that moment being like, no, no more. Like I had my higher brain, luckily, me, like my soul, like on board to be like, no, we are not going to be talking to ourselves like that. That is the last time that we will accept that because- if we keep talking like this to ourselves, this is how Luna, like my little tiny baby at the time is going to end up talking to herself. And that is just so like, that just brought me to tears. And so it was like this power came over me and it was like over my dead body, over my dead body. Will she ever talk to herself like this? I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to heal this like for myself. Yes. But like also for her, like there has to be a code that can be cracked. This can't just be my fate. This can't be. And then thus her fate, like, no. So I was really, I feel like lucky at the time, but of course, like you make your own luck, right? So Brooke Castillo, who you guys know, she's the founder of the Life Coach School. I had been following her since like, I don't know, 2015, 2016. I joined. So she has this program you guys called the Self-Coaching Scholars which is amazing. I was like one of the first students to ever join self-coaching scholars like way back in the day. It was like still when she was like working out of her garage and like sending like notebooks in the mail, like she was doing the one sending it. It was like so cute. Anyways, so I had found her back in 2015, 2016. And I became a coach in, this is really fun. I'm about to celebrate my 10 year anniversary of leaving the corporate world next week. So I left the corporate world, became a coach 10 years ago and was coaching all my clients at, I don't know what, whatever this was, 2012, 2013, 2014, and did not know Brooke Castillo at this point. But then in 2015, I found Brooke Castillo. I found her podcast and then I started coaching all my clients using her methodology and like her framework, even though I wasn't even trained in her stuff. And I was like, I've stopped using all my other stuff, all the other stuff I've been training for the most trained in it for the most part. And so I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. And I was like eating up everything she was teaching. I was like studying under her. And at the time I wanted to get pregnant. So I was like, not worried about my weight at this time. I was probably like in some hedonistic, like vortex of eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, did not care about weight loss because I was like trying to get pregnant. It took me a while to get pregnant with Luna. So I was introduced to Brooke, eating all her stuff up, going to trainings of hers, doing self-coaching scholars with her, knew she had this weight loss piece because she was a weight loss coach like way back in the day, but was not 
learning about any of that stuff within kind of her umbrella of stuff because I wasn't interested in weight loss at the time. I was interested in getting pregnant. Of course, if you're trying to get pregnant, you're not trying to lose weight because you basically, you're like, like at least me, I was like, well, if I'm trying to get pregnant, then I'm going to be pregnant. And so like, what's the point of losing the weight right now? That was my old diet brain speaking, obviously. And then I was like, obviously, I mean, not obviously, but I don't know if you guys could relate. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get pregnant. This is going to be awesome because then I can for real eat whatever I want. I feel like our culture passes <laughs> yes. that down. Like, <laughs> for sure. Like, look at like Kate Hudson or Jessica Simpson. I feel like they got that programming too. So I was trying to get pregnant, got pregnant, had Luna in 2017, had that moment. So this was like exactly or a little bit over five years ago and had that moment after the shower. And I was like, I'm figuring this out. But I was like, I bet you Brooke can help me with this because Brooke has solved literally all of my other problems. Like yoga has helped, right? Meditation had helped. My other coaching certifications had helped. But I was like, I bet you Brooke's overeating masterclass inside the scholars is will, will really, really help me. And I remember at one point thinking like, I'm not an overeater though. Like I don't overeat food. I just don't weigh what I want. But I'm like, okay, she's cracked the code to everything else. I'm just going to try her stuff. And so I went all in on Brooke's overeating masterclass and did it. I don't know if she still has that available or whatnot, but I went all in on all of her weight loss stuff. And that's like really what worked for me because she talked about the hormones and the hunger hormones and the mindset and the emotional eating piece. And that was something that was never really brought to my attention. Had I heard about it in passing? Yes. Had people told me like, oh, you just have to love yourself and then you'll treat your body and feed it with things that are loving. But like, I never knew actually how to do that. And she taught me how. She taught me how to balance my hunger hormones. She taught me how to retrain my brain. I had already done a lot of that retraining by using other areas of my life. She taught me how to feel feelings. She taught me how I was actually an emotional eater. She taught me that this was a lifelong practice. And so really, I say that I cracked the code, but I really feel like Brooke cracked the code. And I was just like lucky to be in her sphere at that time. I say lucky, but then I'm also like, yeah. And it's also like really freaking unlucky because I struggled for like 20 years prior to that. So I don't know whatever your definition of luck is. You're right on schedule, right? That's what we always say. Yeah. It, was, it was your time. It was it your was. time. It was because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been ready before that. I remember her talking mm-hmm. about overeating stuff. And I'm like, oh, that stuff will never work for me. I'm not an overeater. Mm-hmm. I don't binge, whatever. So isn't that so funny? We think overeating is only binging. We think emotional eating and like intuitive eating is all we had heard about. But just one of the first things I remember you like saying is when we're talking emotional eating is like, emotional eating is just eating when you're not hungry. (laughs) Like It's not necessarily like I'm sobbing over ice cream. But anyway. Totally. No, it's so true. That's totally what our culture teaches us too. And it's like, I had so much freedom when I finally like learned and then accepted and also learned that it wasn't a bad thing that I like was an emotional eater. I'm like, Oh, wow, this is great. If this is the problem, then I can solve, then Brooke can help me solve for that. Yeah. I really credit her to like my healing process. She's been like the Mm -hmm. most influential coach that I've ever had. I fucking love her so much. Obviously inside the yummy mommy, we integrate her teachings, but also the teachings of 
my yoga history, my meditation history, other coaches, like just my experience with you guys, honestly, is what brings so much of the teachings inside to the experience. But, but yeah, I mean, I credit so her. So great. I love it. I love it. So you worked with Brooke, you did her masterclass or her overeating masterclass. You rebalance your hunger hormones. You lost quote unquote, the roles, right? I'm assuming. <laughs> and then did you know, like, because that all happened, like, you're like, okay, I'm, this is what I want to do. Like you had the coaching background. And then did you have this, was that like your aha moment that you're like, I'm going to become a weight loss coach or how did that all come? It was to so funny because I had previously been kind of like a vision and goal life coach prior to like me healing all like my food and body drama and losing weight for the last time. And so I kind of figured I would just keep doing that. And kind of simultaneously, I was going through a certification through the life coach school. And part of that was niching down. Like, so they teach to have it, they teach you to have a niche. And I never really had a niche. I kind of was like a life coach, vision coach, take the golden handcuffs off in your corporate life coach, whatever. I could really felt like I could coach on anything, but they really recommended niching down. And again, I'm like, well, I just trust everything that Brooke (laughs) says. And I'm going to try that. I'm going to niche down. So I'm like, am I going to niche down and be like a golden handcuffs coach? And if you guys don't know what golden handcuffs are, it's like this idea that you're working in a job and it's pretty good, right? It's good pay. Like I totally had the golden handcuffs when I was in pharmaceutical sales. Good pay. They pay for my lunches every day, like corporate card, corporate car, all kinds of amazing stuff. But I didn't like it. I didn't feel fulfilled, right? So I'm like, maybe I'll be a golden handcuff coach and help people leave their corporate jobs and like go live out their dreams. Or maybe I'll be a weight loss coach. And I was talking to two of my best friends, one of who you guys know, I was talking to my best friend, Kim, and one of my best friends, Kelly. And I'm like, what do you guys think? Like, should I be a vision and goals coach by niche down? Or should I be a weight loss coach? And they were like, what are you talking about? They were like, duh. Like, I can't believe you're even asking this question. Like you have struggled with this. We've watched you struggle with this. We have been with you on this journey, like holding your hand for forever. And now you've healed it. And now you're questioning it. And they were like, it's not even a question. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) you guys are totally right. Like, duh. And so I almost had that same aha moment, like as they were reflecting that back to me, that was when I was like, oh, 100% and I'll be all I'm going all in. And that that's kind of how I decided because it really was my I mean, I'm only 39. But <laughs> only quotes, it really was one of the biggest struggles that I've had and to be able to like overcome something I really thought was not overcomable is yeah, I I just wanted to give that gift. And I was just on a walk with one of my best friends this morning. And she's like, I got to send this client to you because she can't do what she's trying to do inside my coaching problem because her weight's in the way. This is something that the client has told her. She's like, I'm sending her to you because she can't do all these other things because this is in the way. And that's what I felt like. And I saw with like vision and goal coaching. And even in my own life, it's like, it's a mental block. It's an emotional block. It is a physical block for a lot of us too. But a lot of us can't even see that our biggest dream, that one of our most important callings that our dharma in life is to write the book or to start the business or to adopt the baby. We can't even see that dream because we're so blocked by 
the weight and all that comes with it, right? So so that's another part. It's like I can't really do the vision and goal coaching to its fullest degree unless we solve this. This feels like something that is like step one. And then that's why I love the masters too, is because we still get to coach on the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I think one of my biggest takeaways in all of this was once I realized and accepted that I did just want to lose some weight, right. That it opened up this whole other thing for me and it's Mm. still opening doors for me. And I don't know what those are, but giving ourselves permission to clear that blockage and then digging Mm -hmm. in and doing it, you realize these tools do apply to so many other areas of our life. I was just coaching one of my kids about it this morning, about Mm -hmm. changing the way he was looking at something, right? It's like change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change. I think as women, we want to just, if we can zero in on what that problem is, and it's not always a problem, whether we want to lose, I know we coach people, you coach people in our group that want to lose five pounds. We have people in our group that have lost 50 plus, and there's this such this wide range. It truly doesn't matter because it's so individual. And it's something that you are so remarkably skilled at is coaching everybody where they are and meeting them mm-hmm. where they are totally without judgment. I don't know how you do it, but I'm learning. I'm watching you, which I think is so wonderful. One of the women in our group brought up a question. Mel said, I'm going to read it verbatim, Mel, because I thought it was, it made me chuckle a little bit. Be honest. Do you ever just think to yourself, wow, she just doesn't get it? Or wow, she's a mess or something along those lines. And I just, I think we all have thought that, that you are just like, you coach without judgment. And how do you do that? Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So first of all, you guys... I don't know if you know, but I still have a human brain that still wants to judge. However, I will say that I really do feel like I hold a clean space. Like I hold a really fucking clean space, but it's because I practiced for so long. I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm not going to lie. At the beginning, I think that my brain offered some judgment with some of my clients at the beginning, but really what the judgment was about was not the client. It was about me and my ability to coach them. So if I were to judge a client coming to me and be like, oh my God, really? What the fuck? I mean, is she serious? It's not my judgment of her that's actually coming up. What's coming up is my judgment of me and my ability to coach them. And my brain just wants to disguise it and judge her instead of looking at the harder thing, which is the judgment of myself. And so because I've practiced holding space for so long for so many groups of people in yoga and yoga retreats and meditation retreats with hundreds of clients over the years, I think that that just comes with practice. And so I believe in myself as the coach, I believe I can coach anyone on anything. And honestly, it's not judgment at this point anymore, what it is, anyone who comes to me with a problem, and maybe they're really new to like personal development or self-development or improving themselves or looking at their brains, or maybe they're brand new to this world. I actually genuinely get really excited because I'm like, oh my God, like they have so many opportunities to like level up their lives. I love it when we're like in the yummy mommy experience and we're like three weeks in or four weeks in because their minds are being like broken open. So right now it's not there. There really is no more judgment left. Like, again, am I judging like my 
other people in my life? Yes, like I am because I'm a human being and because we're going to judge people for the rest of our lives because we have primitive brains. In the coaching space, I feel like I'm pretty dialed in terms of not judging just because I practiced it for so long and because I don't judge myself. Like I really do love myself, which is like the cheesiest fucking thing to say. It's so important, right? It's I love so that. important. And so when somebody does come and maybe they think, or maybe the group thinks, oh my God, this is such a rudimentary or elementary problem, or like, really, they can't see this. It's more so I, it's more so the thoughts that come up for me are like, oh, just wait. Their life is going to be unrecognizable in six months, like crazy. So I just actually That's more so awesome. get really excited for them. But like, am I judging my husband for like not tucking his white t-shirt in when he's wearing like a cute J. Crew roll down neck sweater? Like, I'm like, babe, like that is not cute. <laughs> or am I judging like, whatever the woman at Starbucks, because can't she read that it says a splash and not a whole cup of cream? Like, yeah, like I still have a human brain and I still get, and I still attach to judgments that arise in my brain and my day-to-day life. But I do see the coaching space as very sacred. And I take my job as, as much fun as we have inside the Yummy Mummy. I take it like a very seriously. So so I ground myself before we coach, right? And and that's a part of like holding that clean space so that we can transform. That's a fun, I want to jump in because you're, you're kind of starting to answer this one, but I want to give Eileen credit for asking this question. Oh, so again, another someone from our master's group, Eileen asked, are there any rituals you like to do to get yourself in the right mindset for coaching? So kind of what does that look like before? Yeah, so... I don't like sit down and like light incense, right? (laughs) So I like to journal like every day before I get on my coaching calls. Does that happen every time before my coaching call? Not always. Like today, for example, like I would have journaled, but my friend and I were like crying in the car about like the power of parenting and yelling at our kids and the power of repairing and saying sorry. So we're like in the car having this moment. And so like, did I get back to journal? I mean, we're not having a coaching session right now, but like, say we were, it's okay. Like I don't beat myself up, but my loose ritual is journaling. And I like, will write down my intention. I will write down what I'm celebrating about our group. I will write down like what's going well. I will write down manifestations like for the group. And I know this is getting a little woo, but I just find you and you guys know I'm like a big believer in journaling. And so I just, that's how I ground myself is just reminding myself by writing. I also, this is kind of fun. I also share audio texts with my friend, Jamie. And oftentimes on those audio texts, we will talk about our day as if it's already happened. So I'll be like, I just had the most amazing coaching call with my group. It was transformation after transformation after transformation. Tori had an, uh, a big aha moment. Kelsey really bro- broke through something she couldn't see or like whatever, right? So we will exchange audio messages like that. I like this candle that I have here. And just kind of as like a, a way to hold space or just like 
set the intention that this is love. And I also just believe in myself. Like I believe in myself. I believe in the program and I believe in, in you guys. So it's like a triad of deep belief that we can heal all this and it's like a loving space and all of that. So I would say it's a loose ritual. It's not formal. I don't get in trouble. Like if I don't do it perfectly, (laughs) but that's kind of what, what it looks like. You model for us really that not only holding that space, but also like the forgiveness piece. I think that a lot of us that are in this journey are in this healing space of like forgiving ourselves for Mm. things that we've done. And even if you feel like it wasn't, it didn't go as perfectly as possible, you forgive yourself and you move on. And I think that's such a often overlooked principle in your group and within your teachings, within the whole experience is that we're learning this process of forgiving ourselves. We're so mm. quick to forgive others and less quick to forgive ourselves. And it's so good to have those anchoring rituals for all of our days, right? Kelsey. Come yeah. On. But I want to say too, that's so good, Tori, because I was just, again, talking with one of my best friends, Steph, who you guys know, cause she's taught inside the yummy mommy and she's going to come back next year for the masters too. And we were just talking about like, we had this one teacher who I love and adore. And I, I teach from the teaching she's given me all the time, but she definitely modeled perfectionism and she was both of our teachers. And we were just talking about how that is a bit of a disservice. Like we, we, we don't, we're not in judgment of her, but we were just talking about some of the teachers, like for example, Brooke, or for example, her teacher, Tracy right now, they just show up as themselves as humans and are willing to share like their mistakes. Like I get to learn so much more when my teacher, my coach is a human. And so I don't want to rob you guys of that either. Like I, I'm just not perfect. I am judging the girl at Starbucks. I am. (laughs) Bye. Well, come on. We want coffee, not cream, right? <laughs> I couldn't um, even taste the coffee. I'm like, what is this? Like liquid ice cream? What's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> so let's do just a fun little quick question. What okay. is one of your favorite like go-to meals that mm. you kind of do on a daily basis? Lunch, dinner, whatever. Oh my God. Okay. I haven't been eating lately. Okay. I'm obsessed with, this is like my upgraded version of grilled cheese. So I used to be obsessed with grilled cheese. Like I thought I could never give up grilled cheese. Like I've had grilled cheese birthday parties. I've had grilled cheese contest birthday parties. We've gone to grilled cheese festivals. We've had grilled (laughs) cheese. We've gone to the grilled cheese truck a bazillion times. Like grilled cheese is like my thing. It was my thing. I really don't really care about grilled cheese anymore. There's a grilled cheese Christmas Eve tradition that happens every year at my house. Um, Anyways, I don't really care about grilled cheeses anymore. My upgraded version of that is the, what is that brand? Oh, Siete. Siete, the almond flour tortillas with cheese in the middle. I mean, this is like the stupidest, simplest thing. I make a cheese quesadilla and like a side of sauteed spinach. It's like the dumbest, easiest. It takes four minutes to make. Um, that's like really it. That's like super freaking boring. Sometimes I'll do like a side salad. Like it just depends like what we have in the fridge. Another one that we're resurrecting tonight, which I'm really excited about. I think I may, may have talked about this before. I love like a crustless pizza pan pizza. So like it's all the pizza toppings on a pan. Like tonight we're doing like onions, mushrooms, roasted peppers, artichokes, 
cheese, maybe turkey pepperoni, maybe sausage, whatever. And then my kids can like also like make the pizza on the side. And then it's like a fun whole family thing. So I don't know. That's another like kind of go-to easy one. Yeah. (laughs) Fun, fun. Okay. One more fun question. Then we're going to get into some rapid fire questions. Okay. I love it. round it out. Okay. If you were not the fabulously successful weight loss coach that you are, and you didn't worry and you were not at all concerned about money, like that you were having to choose a career to support your family or that it just, what would you do? Like what, like totally like way out there, right? Like what would Laura be doing if she wasn't a weight loss coach and she didn't have to support her family and she didn't have to make a living? Like guys, no, it has to be this. I cannot uh, pick anything else. I has to be a weight loss coach. I mean, it's seriously my is like in my soul makeup. It is like in the freaking cards. It's in the stars or whatever the saying is. I mean, shit. I don't know a travel agent. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I love it. Well, and I love what you said about your girlfriends. Like, they totally validated that this was the perfect career for you and the perfect fit oh. for you. And there's nothing like that's more authentic and reflective than your best friends that can say, absolutely. That's what you should be doing. You know, I literally can't imagine like, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have a fantasy about, so actually this, I feel like this answers your question better than like a travel agent. I don't really want to be a travel agent, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Like let's just have three answers. Okay. It has to be the yummy mommy, whatever life coach, weight loss coach, and then maybe a travel agent. And then sometimes I have fantasies of being a stay at home mom, which is hot hilarious given my level of patience than I am. I have that is one of my lifelong learning like lessons is like patience. Okay. But sometimes I do have these fantasies. I'm like, oh God, if I could just be that mom, like fantasies of the Pinterest mom with all the Halloween freaking like the Hershey's bats or the like, I don't know, whatever everyone's making. Or like they're celebrating Like, it's almost like being my mom. My mom was like totally Mm -hmm. the best stay at home mom. We celebrated like every small holiday that ever existed from like Mardi Gras to like flag day to the first day of fall, like every, (laughs) like to our freaking quarter birthdays. Like we celebrated everything. So like, I think then I would be like a stay at home mom. I also have fantasies of like, but like if I was stay at home, my mom, like if I was stay at home mom, my kids would still have to go to school all day, every day. Because yeah. mama needs but, her space. That is one of the fundamental pillars of yeah. being a, a calm stay-at-home mom, I think, yeah. is having the space cup. for yourself. But sometimes I think like, oh, God, would it be nice to like go to yoga for like an hour and a half and then like have coffee for three hours? And then I'm like, no, it actually would not be nice for me. Like, it's great if people want to do that, go for it. I can't do that because my because this is so cheesy, you guys, but that calling inside me is just too strong. I would be Mm -hmm. so much more uncomfortable. And I did do that life. I did have a little bit more of a relaxed life. Like, like, I feel like I kind of did like a year ish. I did like half maternity leave for like a year with Luna. I like half worked. And when I was doing more yoga and coaching, like, I don't know, 2012 to 2000, let's say 15 or 16, I was a little bit more relaxed. It's like, I kind of tried that a little bit and I just get the itch. And it's like, I just, 
even though I have fantasies on days when I have a hard work day, like we all are going to have hard work days, whether we're stay-at-home moms or travel agents or yummy mommy coaches, whatever. And so sometimes I'll have that fantasy of like, oh, wouldn't that be nice to just go to yoga every day all day? And then I'm like, no, it wouldn't be nice. It would be nice for a week and then it would suck and I would hate it. <laughs> so grass is always greener, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Oh, wait, I got to say one more thing, you guys. Okay, because I know we're going to do rapid fire questions, but Tori brought up the best point at the beginning of the call, which was like, it is okay to want to be thin. It is okay to lose weight for vanity reasons. What's not okay, and Tori wasn't saying that this is okay, but what's not okay and what we want to heal within this podcast and this movement is what is not okay is thinking at 14 years old as a freshman that you have to eat 600 calories to get boys to like you. That is the shit that I want to blow the F up. Mm-hmm. Like that is the program the, uh, programming that I don't want our girls to ever get in the first place. And that is, Tori was not saying that at all. We can, as women, even as teenagers, even as in our 20s, our 30s, whatever the age, even at nine, whatever age, it is okay for us to want to weigh what we want or us to get some fat off of our bodies because we don't feel good in our skin and we don't feel like ourselves. What is not okay is when we are doing it for external validation or like I used to do it when I was a yoga teacher. I'm like, better fucking lose these pounds. I'm not going to be a good yoga teacher. Do you know what good yoga teachers look like? They look like rails. They look like a toothpick. That's what they look like. That's what a good yoga. I'm never going to get in yoga journal if I don't weigh 104 pounds. Right. And so that's, I just wanted to say that because it's mm-hmm. such a freaking brilliant point that Tori brought up. So I know that's like a total tangent. <laughs> well, it's I a think- difference between an evolved brain and a primitive brain, right? In teenagers, yes. we have these primitive brains and, yes. as teenagers, right? And they just, mm-hmm. this is a more evolved way of thinking. So thank God there is this space where we can sort all of that shit out yeah. that we went through and where yeah. we want to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Like the middle path, because so many of us are like, oh, well, it's like I'm noticing this coming up with the almond mom thing or even with Halloween candy. It's like it's not just two ways. It's not just completely under restrict and let your kids have every Snickers and every Reese's that they want whenever they want. Like, I'm sorry, that does not work. And then on the other side, to be an almond mom and the kids are hungry and you're like, here's two almonds for you and there's no treats ever. Can't we walk the middle path of that healthy restriction? I really do believe in that. And I believe in that for our children. And I believe it's our job to teach them healthy restriction when they have a primitive brain that's so loud. Their brains are not developed. They cannot make healthy choices when they're little tiny teeny and we help them restrict with their sleep and with their behavior at school and with running across the street. And it's like, I I feel like this is part of our jobs too. So I know that's a bit of a tangent and we have to do rapid fire questions because that's what the take it away, But that that rounds it. I just want to say that rounds up like this whole conversation kind of so nicely because you started out talking about how you kind of really came in to coaching, to weight loss coaching specifically is looking at those roles and being like, I can't pass on this, these, this negative self-talk to my daughter. Yeah. And then like bringing it forward, the fact that like that middle ground also applies in this coaching world, like you, like that's why Tori and I wanted to do this. So I just kind of wanted to say this before we get into icebreakers, when you're coaching, you're there for us, you're holding space for us. And so 
we get snippets of knowing you and knowing about you, but not like a full deep dive because you're not there to sit there and chit chat about yourself for an hour. But you also share, you're a human being who shares like personal anecdotes and makes it feel approachable and makes makes you feel like a real human being. So it's like, again, it's that fine line yeah. of like, be a real human being and like make mistakes, but also like have some, some healthy restriction and this and yeah. that. And so it all, that really rounds it all up really nicely. Yeah. So I love that. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I want to be a good, so I wanna be a good of- guest. I want to be a good guest on the podcast. <laughs> <table>. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do kind of a speed round of just some icebreaker rapid fire questions. So Laura, morning or night person? Night person. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains or beach? Oh, oh, you guys. oh shit. I know you've lived in both. So uh, this is supposed to be this is supposed to be rapid fire. I'm like the worst. I'm like, I'm gonna give like a 10-minute explanation for each one. Okay. Today. Mountains oh. or beach today. <laughs> okay, mountains. Mountains. I'm gonna go mountains. I'm excited okay. about that. Yeah, mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed ice or cubed ice? Cubed ice. Or no ice. Mm. Salty or sweet? Salty. Night out or night in? Night out. I'm getting driving or flying? Ooh. Where? How far? (laughs) To the mountains. (laughs) I know that's true. (laughs) Ooh, flying. Uh, Sleep in late or nap midday? Ooh, sleeping late. Street smarts or book smarts? Mm, street, ooh, street smarts. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was so such a good fun, yes. you guys. Okay, so, good. so fun. Thank you. You guys for are like professional. Po- you guys are like professional podcast hosts. We're gonna have to do this again. Oh, we've got, girl, we got a whole list of questions we didn't even get to, but this was such a fun conversation. I know your current clients will appreciate it. I know that your future clients will love getting to know a little bit of your backstory. It's certainly been, I think, one, a lot of fun for Kelsey and I to, to kind of come up with this together and get everyone's input. So Thank you, Laura, for being a very gold star guest on Ooh. our podcast takeover. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much. This was like such a treat. What a way to celebrate the two-year anniversary. So we'll have to do this for year three too. Okay, you guys, thank you for tuning in to the takeover. Remember, you just have a couple more days. So if you are listening to this, the day that it comes out, November 8th, you have until November 11th. Friday to rate, review, or share the podcast. So it's super easy. All you have to do is rate or review or share it on social media. And then just send me an email, laura at lauraconley.com with a screenshot. Some of you guys have been emailing me because you're like, I don't know how to do this. For Apple Podcasts, all you do is scroll down, you'll see a button to rate, and then you'll see a hyperlink to write a review. You have to search around a little bit on there, but I promise you, if you invest 60 seconds into it, you will be able to figure it out. You're super smart. I believe in you. Then just send me an email of that screenshot. Now, 
it can be helpful, you guys, to take a screenshot before you hit submit on Apple Podcasts because sometimes it takes like three days for them to go live. But then I'm going to send you a fun Foxbox surprise in the mail. And you're going to be entered to win a Viori. You guys know Viori, V-U-O-R-I. It's like the best stuff ever to win a gift from them, which will be announced next week. So I'm going to do that live on the podcast next week. So go do that. I want to send you prizes. I want to send you fun stuff in the mail. It's going to be awesome. And if you just if you're like not into prizes, but you still want to help a sister out or maybe like a mom that's struggling, then please do it because that is how people learn about it. So thank you in advance for submitting your review and or sharing it on social media. I love you guys so much. Have the best week ever. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in, pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to laraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to laraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time and body drama and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.